what is even Twelfth Night? And what is all of this about three revelations on the same day? Well, we're going to find out, so stick around. Greetings, listeners of the Latin Prayer Podcast. Welcome back for another episode. My name is Dylan Drago, and if you're new here, it's my mission with the Latin Prayer Podcast to help you rediscover, both in Latin and in English, the prayers, customs, and traditions that have been lost or forgotten over the last 2,000 years in the Roman Catholic Church. I want to thank you for your commitment to our community, especially those of you who are praying the Holy Rosary daily. Please check the show notes for the daily rosary links and share this podcast with your family and friends. Remember that Pope St. Pius X once said, if there were one million families praying the rosary every day, the entire world would be saved. Let's be part of that change. Now, I do value your feedback, so please feel free to email any questions or suggestions to latinprayerpodcast at gmail.com. Your engagement on YouTube, on Spotify, or on iTunes, or wherever you're listening really helps this channel. So if you wouldn't mind, like, follow, comment, it helps the channel greatly. If you haven't yet already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and consider joining our Patreon community. It is only through the support of our patrons and our Patreon community that I'm able to continue to create content for you. If you hop over to our Patreon page, you'll see that we have various tiers with unique benefits to enhance your experience. So thank you again for joining me today. Let's dive into today's episode. So what is Twelfth Night? Well, Twelfth Night is the night of the 12th day of Christmas, which just happens to be the day before the Feast of the Epiphany. And why this has significance is for a number of reasons. We're going to get into it, just bear with me here. I've got to unpack a couple of things. In Catholic tradition, the day actually begins sundown the previous day. And this comes all the way back from Jewish traditions, and they get it from the book of Genesis, where our God says, and there was evening and morning the first day, and there was evening and morning the second day. So the day actually begins at sundown the day before. So we begin to celebrate a feast day, particularly the Feast of the Epiphany, the night before the formal celebration of the day, hence Twelfth Night. So it's all wrapped up together. I've already done an episode on the Feast of the Epiphany. I'm not going to go into that today. We talk about Epiphany chalk, Epiphany water, customs, rituals, traditions, and so I'll put a link in the show notes. You can go back and listen to that episode, but I want to focus on Twelfth Night because three miraculous things seem to happen on this day, and I say that with air quotes, and you'll understand why in just a second. This is the night when the three wise men came to Bethlehem and upon seeing our Lord with his blessed mother, opened their treasure chests and offered him gifts of gold for his kingship, frankincense for his deity, and myrrh for his burial. And then they bowed down, worshipped, and adored him, something you only do to God. Now I want to talk a little bit about both the frankincense and the myrrh. I'm tempted to make the joke, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, but wait, there's myrrh. Dad joke, I'm sorry. So let's focus on the frankincense and myrrh. Frankincense was only ever burned to a deity in some type of ritualistic sacrifice. You don't burn incense to another human being. Hence, the reason they would have offered him incense is because they knew and recognized in his revelation to them, the revelation to the Gentiles, his divinity. And so that's why they would give him that. 
They would also give him myrrh because they understood that he was the Messiah. And our Blessed Mother would understand exactly what that was. She knew right then and there exactly what this was all about. She knew where it was going to end up one day. And we're going to come back to that in just a second. But this is the first time recorded in the scriptures where God is revealing his divinity in the gospel stories to everybody. He reveals his divinity on this day, the twelfth night. According to St. Epiphanius, who was a church father, who lived in the fourth century and combated heresy after heresy, particularly the Arian heresy, he did an entire compendium putting together ways to combat the venom of specific heresies. Amazing, amazing human being, St. Epiphanius, pray for us. According to him, 30 years later on the same calendar day, our Lord was baptized in the Jordan, and what happens on that day, His divinity is again revealed to St. John the Baptist and everybody that is there. They see the Holy Ghost descend in the form of a dove and rest on our Lord, and the heavens are torn open, and an audible voice is heard. God says, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Then, of course, our Lord goes into the desert. He fasts and prays for 40 days. And then at some point in the future, according to the Gospel of St. John and St. Epiphanius, one year later, a third revelation is made that harkens back to the very beginning when the three wise men bowed down and worshipped our Lord. The third revelation at the wedding of Cana, our Lord Jesus Christ reveals his divinity by performing his first public miracle so that everybody knows there is no question, there is no doubt, this is God in the flesh. St. John wrote his gospel to mirror the Genesis account, which is why he begins it on the first day, and then he goes on to the second day, and the third day, and so on. And when he refers to woman, he is echoing the Genesis account where the woman who was created in perfection and then fell was being redeemed by the new woman, the new Eve, who was preserved from mortal sin through her immaculate conception by our Lord Jesus Christ, and who would aid in the redemption of mankind, just as Eve aided in the fall of humanity. And so when our Lord refers to her as woman, he is doing so out of love, out of affection for this perfect creature that is in front of him, who also happens to be his mother. And he says words that if you don't understand how they are originally written in the Greek, you will misunderstand them. See, in the original Greek, what is said is this, that to thee, to me. And what does that actually mean? What it means is this, our lives are so bound together in salvation history that whatever happens to me also happens to thee. Our Blessed Mother knew exactly where this was going to end, and our Lord is just reminding her and saying, are you sure you want me to do this? My time has not come. Because if I do this, that's it. This is the beginning of the road we walk down. This is the road to Calvary. And the myrrh that was given to you by the wise men will eventually have to be used by you to put me into the tomb. And our Blessed Mother knew, just like she knew then, she knew right at this moment that when God reveals His divinity, when her Son reveals His divinity, that this is what it meant. Calvary, a sword piercing her heart, and the final gift being used for His burial. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to meditate on this particular night. 
because according to a father of the church, all three of these revelations happened on the same calendar day. So what do we do with this threefold revelation of Christ's divinity on this twelfth night, this twelfth day of Christmas, the vigil of the Feast of the Epiphany? Well, what we should do, and what most people do, is they bring the three wise men to the creche. They will adorn the creche with symbolism for Christ's kingship, for his divinity, and for his burial. We should do that. But this is also another mini-Christmas, another mini-gift-giving opportunity. In many Catholic homes, it's not Christmas Day that is for giving presents to children, but the Feast of the Epiphany, when gifts are actually given, because it is in a way related to what the Magi did. And so today, if it doesn't already, should still have the feel of Christmas. In our home, in many Catholic homes, Christmas doesn't end on Christmas Day. Christmas begins on Christmas Day and runs right until the Feast of the Epiphany. And it is on the Feast of the Epiphany that we begin to celebrate God's revealing Himself. It doesn't end there, it begins there. God's revealing Himself to the Gentiles, to the Israelites, and to all the world, that He is the Messiah that has come not only to save us, but to save us by dying for us. We should adore Him, we should worship Him in the Eucharist, and most especially, in our hearts. I'm going to include a link to the Fish Eaters page where she has a tremendous number of customs and traditions that you can adopt, recipes even, songs that you can sing to make this Feast of Epiphany the best that it could possibly be and to carry Epiphany Tide on and on and on because this is a moment of celebration that our God came down from heaven to be with us on earth and to save us from our sins. I want to thank you for joining me for another episode. As always, I'd like to finish today's episode by thanking our patrons for their continued financial support. Without them, I would not be able to continue to make content for you. I'm going to put the names of our current patrons up on the screen, and I would ask all of you to join me in praying for all of them this upcoming year, for their family members, and for their intentions. So please join me now. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi, sanctificator nomen Tuum, adveniat regnum Tuum, fiat voluntas Tua, sicut in Celo et in Terra. Panam Nostrum, quotidianum de nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita Nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus Nostris. Et ne nos inducas in tentationum, sed libera nos malo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum, benedicta Tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris Tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut rat in principio, et nunc et semper et in secula, seculorum. Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So until our next episode, Saint Epiphanius, pray for us. Saints Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, pray for us. And may God bless you and Our Lady keep you. Happy Feast of the Epiphany.